You are listening to the Majestic Minds Podcast. to the Majestic Minds podcast. So we're going to be talking about a lot that's been going on recently with Spotify wrapped ending, artists being underpaid, but most importantly, J-Batch's new album. What is the name of your new album, bro? New album, chapter four, side A and side B. Each side, uh, each side is 12 songs each. Right, right. And it's there's some a lot of a lot of themes that go in that go. It, it's been a while since I've heard it, but I took the chance yeah. to just hear the album and like it's pretty good, bro. It's pretty good. Mm, appreciate it. Which side you remember? Which side you uh you like better or was leaning towards more? I think I think it was um chapter four with the um I'm trying to remember the cover. Was it the one with the, the blue? cover? Uh, yeah, because there's the two blue cover. Okay. Yeah, yeah, blue cover is side A. Yeah, because there's like two different versions, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Side B is more like the uh it's more of the trappy side. Side A is more more on some like spiritual type of shit. Uh yeah, that's the blue cover one though. Yeah, I think it was lean more towards side A, but um Yeah, if you, me too. If you feel free to just tell the audience about yourself, about your come up, how you started and just what you're all about, just Feel free to let them know. Man, so I've been on this journey for a while, man. I've been doing this for, what, seven years, going on eight or six, going on seven. I forget which one. But, yeah, since 2015, I officially dropped my first song. Um, Yeah, those were some darker days and shit. But, you know, it's all part of the journey. Like, my quality wasn't all the way up there and shit. But, uh just progress. I feel like this is this project is my debut album because everything else I dropped before this, I just until I got my sound right how I wanted it to, at least enough how I wanted it to. I didn't want to put out an official album, but this one I made it an album because I was comfortable with it. I mixed it all myself. I sound or you can hear everything I'm saying and shit. So it's uh it's my baby right here. I ain't gonna lie. Um, shit, trying to think of what else. Um, yeah, man, you're going to have to give me questions because I, I just start rambling and shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, it's just, real. the show's all about you. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, what got you into rapping? Uh, shoot, all right, so I grew up in a musical-ass family and shit. Like, uh, I got an older brother who raps. He's on the project, actually. He's on the first song on that side, A with me and that's also produced by my other brother but uh yeah he was rapping pretty early and uh him and, and my uh, older cousin they used to rap together they actually used to do a uh, christian rap so i was always around just the music and shit always riding here and there but really i was a i was a basketball player up until like my senior year i got hurt so after that i just had like i never had that much after i got uh after i fractured my wrist so that's when i actually got a chance to like to really start to write and shit you feel me and uh long story short ended up taking that shit serious and uh got to where i am today but um man bro it's a lot of stuff that inspires me bro it's uh i would say those two being at the forefront for sure probably gave me the comfortability to jump right into it but uh my partner also, uh, he's on, I do a lot of songs with him. He on the one that you like, uh, Don Talk, Steez. Oh, Steez. Steez, I love that yeah. song. Yeah, you got to get him on here too. But uh, yeah, he's been rapping since. He was already doing this shit. Like when we was like 15, 16, he was already like sending me recordings and shit on his phone. Like honestly, without him, I would not I would never have to uh, 
the confidence to even jump in this shit, but the, he really pushed me early and uh, he pushed me hard in the beginning when we first started going to the studio and shit. So, uh, yeah, bruh, that's really how I got started. Uh, I'm going to be here for a while, nigga. Uh, Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to remember that verse. You, you said a really cool verse, verse from that baby, um, song. That's uh, that's on, uh, that's on Gimme That. No, no, it was like I'm, tr- I'm, I'm about to be truly here for a while, and no, I fuck. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, this money make me evil. Guess that makes me evil. Where were you? At? Where was oh. your ass when that money came around? It's hard to remember. Yep, that's, mm-hmm. that's Don talk. Okay, okay. That's like that my first introduction to one of your songs when um. A promoter on Twitter hit me up with your stuff, and I was like, "Who is this guy? This is a really cool shit." Yeah, uh huh. That promoter was it New Ways Network. Um, I think it was Royal Royal Rap. Roy- yeah. Oh shit! And my people too. Okay, yeah, I work with them. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's dope. Actually, I didn't know that. That's how you uh how you actually found me. Not for real. Um, you he, he was like sending me some shit to look at, and then he he sent me yeah. one of your songs. So it's like. This is really cool. And then I was looking at your catalog, and I was like, this this some cool shit. But like, there's no in hell this dude would ever work with me. Like, he's huge. Uh, nah, it, bro, it's a... Uh, that shit, bro. That shit's all, uh... It's not all a facade, but, like... I ain't one of them niggas who act bigger than they really is. Like, uh... I don't know. That Instagram follower count, none of that shit really mean nothing. Because a lot of... It's people with more followers than me that... And we go straight into the... How, uh how fake this streaming shit be is niggas with more followers than me that don't that don't do that don't do nearly as much numbers so like that's why that's why before we was talking about the show when y'all said y'all did y'all had six thousand monthly uh streamers at one point i ain't gonna lie bro you don't even know that's ahead of a lot of people that you might see that you think is doing it on instagram but bro, a lot of people is not doing that so i know the pay shit kind of fucks up fucks us up mentally but nah y'all should take that and run with that and use it as inspiration for real for real, man, for real. And I just really appreciate it because, like, you're a very humble dude. When we got around to, like, talking and, like, you got my group a lot of place on SoundCloud, I really appreciate it for uh-huh. you, by the way. Big props to you. Yes, sir. I, I was just shocked by just how super humble you are because, like, the thing about these artists, when they hit big, right, and mm-hmm. they get on the top, because, like, the thing is, like, you get this whole array of attention and validation and then it, people mm-hmm. begin to like worship you and then it warps your yeah. mind into thinking that you're a fucking god and then you really gotta mm-hmm. really like distance yourself from that shit you do got to you got to keep yourself human that's why it's also good when i when i did uh help y'all out with the soundcloud that's uh that's also uh i feel like that shit keeps me humble because i used to uh i used to do it more than now right now i'm kind of like revamping my shit but like yeah, for like since like twenty twenty nineteen to like twenty twenty two ish, I was a I was really a heavy promoter. Like I was promoting artists, but like I was I started promoting myself. I started to do promotion myself because, as you probably know, it's so much scams and shit out here. So like, bro, when I got in the game, I was like eighteen, nineteen years old, bro. You know how much money I lost in this shit just from getting scammed, fake ass A and R's, just trusting everything even had to, I paid to do a show out here in my own area, like, just a whole bunch of bullshit, so, like, eventually, like, bro, if you don't learn, you, I feel like it's good, because you learn from that shit, but, like, from there, I was like, okay, bro, let me make something that's really just for artists, no gimmicks around it, no bullshit, I tell them exactly what they gonna get, and they gonna get it, and, uh, uh, but yeah, bro, that's really what, uh, I feel like that's what keeps me humble, bro, just working with artists, keeping myself around artists who are who are at a position that I was once at or near a position or in the same position that I'm in. You feel me? Oh, definitely, definitely. Because, like, for my, for me, because, like, I live in a musical family, too, but, like, um, yeah. about half of my family is, like, super rich and successful, and then there's the other half where, like, mm-hmm. we're, like, and eh, we're, like, not really, like, you know what I mean? Fa- fi- you know, like, not I big mean, on yeah. bread and shit. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The good thing about it is that, like, it teaches you to, like, really value things 
in life more. So like you more like down to earth from other people. I live in Springfield, right? Springfield, Mass. And I went to uh, performing art school. And like the shit that these kids would just obsess over with or just like really yeah. talk about didn't really have an impact in me because like I came from a place where like really your core values, your morals and what you believed in would just really like yeah. carry you through the way than just some other bullshit like yeah. smoking or drinking. So I definitely get you. Yeah. So more into that experience real quick for me though. Like how was it like going to a performance art school? I know you said like <laughs> it's just like did it did it inspire you? Do you feel like you took inspiration from it, whether it was uh from good shit or negative shit, but like how did it uh how do you feel like it helped you as an artist at all? Oh you feel like God. you already had it. Yo, yo, the stories I have yet to tell you or just anybody. At, mm-hmm. Like, just, just any... Okay, for a, a short story, it, it was mm-hmm. crazy as fuck. It was crazy. Uh-huh. A lot of crazy as shit happened. I'm grateful for yeah. the moments because mm-hmm. half of them were good, half of them were bad, but in a way, it really taught yeah. me a lot about myself. But... Yeah. It's... It was it, it was fucked up. It was fucked up, but um, that's where yeah, like I, so do y'all got like right? Was it like how does it work? Like, do you just like pick a like what do you study? Like, do you like get a pick like what specific art you want to study? And like, like how does that shit work? Like for real? Like just let me know. Cause, like I always wonder like just how the performance art. We don't got a lot of that shit out here like on the West Coast and like California and shit. So I always been intrigued by that shit. Um. It's definitely a little bit different today to compare to when I went to. I went there in 2013. I dropped out in 2018. But when I first went there, you could just go there. You didn't really have to, like, pick an art or something. But my majors when I went there were, or at least arts were at least, like, visual arts. I wasn't really into music back then until, like, later into my life. Um, some, I, I used to do a lot of freestyling in middle school uh-huh. because I got into hip hop later in my life with Young Fug, Future, mm-hmm. Rich Gang. That's crazy. I know. I do, dude. The early 2000s when it comes to like hip hop were just the fucking golden years, brah. Well, well to me, yeah. at least, cause like I'm young yeah. and shit. That's crazy. Cause, uh. I feel like Future and Young, they became my later inspirations, you feel me? Because, like, early on, I was, like, uh, I was one of them. I was doing one of them annoying-ass hip-hop heads, bro. I was, uh, <laughs> man, I used to listen to, like, Nas. Like, I was, like, everything before, like, 2014, 15, I damn near missed out. Like, I was listening to hella underground shit. I'm talking about, like, Earl Sweatshirt, Ben Staples, all of that shit, which was cool, but I was missing out on a lot. And then, uh... That's when my partner Steve, he had really, uh, he the one who really pushed me on the Young Thug. And then I was like, okay, I ain't gonna lie, this nigga go crazy. And then from Young Thug, I just went to Future. And now Future down there, one of my favorite artists. But it's funny just because, yeah, before that, I was, I was damn near out the loop. I'm over here listening to 90s shit, um, hella old ass shit. But, uh, yeah, it's just funny. That was your introduction to it. For real, for real. Like, like. They're, they're they're not lying when they say like Young Fuck and a lot of these older artists really birthed a new generation of hip hop. They really did. They like, did. They 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 blew up in a time where like you would bump that shit in the radio and like it really like influenced mm-hmm. your the way how like you listen to music. You, know, mm-hmm. you feel me? I feel like nobody sounds the same. I feel like Young Thug too, but I feel like Future changed everybody's style. Like. I can't even listen to a lot of new music now without hearing the future inspiration in it, which is good, but it's also, but that's just proves that, like, yeah, they burped a generation because that's probably how it was, like, around 08 and shit, like, when Lil Wayne and shit, like, everybody wanted to be like Lil Wayne, but, like, now it's, I don't know, I can't, it's even, yeah, it's hard for me to even listen to new artists because I'm like, I can hear the inspiration, and it's like, it's cool, but I could just go back to the original person who laid out the foundation, that's where it'd be a struggle for me kind of to find new artists now. For real. And like, it's even more interesting when you know the top artists. Group, mm-hmm. um, Cause like, 
a lot a lot of the top artists say like Bruno Mars and maybe like a few others listen to like yeah. Ashanti or like other R and B artists from the seventies to like sixties. Yeah. It just shows that music as an art can just never die. Like it gets recycled. Yeah. It transforms. It gets recycled. But like everything's been dead before. For real, man. It, it, it's like they say there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. But with that in mind, um, how did you come about making this album and what's what what was in your mind when making um what's what's the name of the album um sorry i forgot chapter four all right chapter four and there's a slide a and a slide b and now Mm -hmm. i have not seen that shit in a while so i can hear the thought process on this Mm -hmm. so so it's called chapter four because it's a branch off of uh Three mixtapes. I first dropped my first, uh, my first official tape was called uh, Trent Jackson. My second one was called Jade, and my uh, third one was called uh, Two Sides One Story. And uh, basically, I did the, um, I did the two sides on this one because it was kind of like a, a tribute to my last project. The one I did before was Two Sides One Story, and that's the first time I kind of played around with the. Uh, two sides that was like my longest project i think i had like 17 or 18 songs on two sides one story and uh but like the whole point of two sides one story is you could play like front to back and back to front and shit and it was like a, it was like a trappy side and it was like a more lyrical side so i kind of took that concept and uh just ran with it in chapter four and did it on a different level so i uh i made a whole bunch of those songs where i was just like just on my spiritual journey and shit, that was side A. And then side B, yeah, I just flipped it. Side B was more of the trappy side this time. And uh, kind of just, like, trying to show, like, how they both, like, both sides of a different sound. But, like, if you notice, I'm talking about a lot of the same shit, just in a different way. And, uh, but, like, that's just the message. I Like, I'm trying to get across is, like, I don't know, just the... Uh, First of all, not being trapped inside of a box, you feel me? Because I don't want to be like a, I don't want to be known as a lyrical rapper because I like to do other shit too. Like I said, my yeah. inspiration is like Future and Young, but like I like to do both of them. But like, just trying to like show, like break the, break the wall down. Like, bro, we could do, music is so evolved now, bro. It's like artists is just getting more versatile. And I'm just, I feel like with this one, I was just ultimately trying to show my versatility. And that's why, that's why I had to divide it into two sides just so people actually knew, you feel me? Like, yeah, because yeah, like, like side A, I'm on some shit, but like, if you really want some slabs, go to side B. If you want to hear some shit, go to side A. Like, either way, you feel me? Yeah, because like, you wanted to bring a certain side of yourself, but at the same time, you know, bringing mm-hmm. versatile and adding new things. Yeah. That, that, that in itself is not a very easy thing to do because if you go too far off, you're going to turn people off and like you don't want to do that so trying to like evade yeah. that sort of thought and just making an actual thing is just it's difficult but that's really fucking cool man yeah no nah, that's just actually kind of scary because i be, i feel like that's why i emphasize on it so much that's why with the two sides one story my last project like that's the first time i like really like started to emphasize like yeah bro like i could rap like this and i could make music like that because I don't know, bro. I don't want to, like, imagine blowing up of a song, like, you feel me? Imagine blowing up of a song and you get stuck inside, like, people are expecting that style of song for you, like, for however long. But, like, once I do have that, just that one hit, just, like, get to where it needs to be, I want to be able to point people back, like, yeah, like, y'all, like, yeah, this song is cool, but don't expect me to be trapped in this box that y'all gonna try to trap me in. If you (laughs) go back and look, I've been doing it. I've been switching this shit up for a while, like, just keep people on their toes. No, exactly, exactly. Because, like, you know Lil Yachty Poland, right? I've been thinking about that song for a while. But, like, imagine if Lil Yachty, you know, yeah. being Lil Yachty, and he... Poland was, like, his first big single, and then mm-hmm. a new album comes out, and it's nothing like Poland, and then people it's get nothing like, like that. Yeah, can you, can you imagine, like, the direction his career would have went if it was like exactly. that? Cause like, and people, man. Go ahead. Like, oh yeah, sorry. Um, my bad. Um, cause like the thing no, no, with like mainstream music, right? 
is that um, when you get really, really big or, like, you just have a popular song, like, it gets stagnant and overplayed to a point, basically, where, like, that's where people expect from you. But the problem with that is that, like, sort of, like, a versatile or, like, a more diverse selection of sound isn't really put to the top. Because they want it's to put in what, like, what, what's popular. And that's a problem I have with mm-hmm. mainstream music. Like, like not get you. this. I could tune into a radio station, right? Mm-hmm. And you know that mm-hmm. um, Future song? Um, what's, that, what's that Future song called? Too Which Sexy? Uh, the Too Sexy oh, yeah. one. Don't know song on the yeah, radio a while back. Get this. Yeah. I could change to like five different stations, right? To like five or three different stations and they'll literally be playing that same song. The same song. Like, the same crazy. bullshit mainstream. And this is coming from someone who likes Future. I just think exactly. a lot of I was just is... gonna say, like, and that's the shit real Future fans know that that's some real Future fans that never turn that song on. Like, that's the shit, but it's that mainstream audience. That shit is different. It's a, it's just a scary world, man, because it also has a lot of artists getting slept on. I be hearing people say crazy shit about Future saying, oh, he only raps about this, he only raps about that. I'm like, bro, y'all ain't. That's the problem because the mainstream is only going to push certain shit that they want to hear from Future. But like, nah, dude, that's a real catalog, bro. For real, especially old Future. I love old Future. Facts. 20 shit honestly uh his newest project probably my least favorite i like it but uh i feel like he had a run from like 20 or of course ds2 2015 but like i feel like since ds2 he was on like a little run like he was dropping like little tapes like damn there sometimes two in one year and shit but i feel like a lot of that shit went over people's heads because it wasn't he wasn't chasing that hit song and shit so yeah like when when he's really feeling himself and like he's not trying to make something like corny or like big you can really feel you the shit hear, you can hear the actual music you can hear the art that shit that we was talking about the little yachty like if he did make that song polling right now and went on to drop a project uh and it just didn't sound anything like none of that shit people would be upset but it could also be what's fucked up about that shit is it, it could actually be a good project and that's where i'm like i'm at a place in my life now where i don't even I can't even call music good or bad anymore because music, I don't know, you can't, I feel like you shouldn't be able to do that with art. At the end of the day, art is art. Once we start uh, placing like good or, uh, good and bad labels on shit, then somebody's going to try to control that narrative. And that's why I feel like the mainstream just media and shit has a hold on, just has a hold on all this shit because they're basically dictating what's good and what's not. But You're fucking exactly, yeah. that, that, that's why I just really don't be trusting these labels because like pe- people have to remember yeah. like when you're signed to a label you're you basically assign yourself to a particular part of a group or like a team of people that want a certain aspect from you and getting that certain aspect out of you you basically don't really have the control of how you release your music what you how want you in your music or who do you get to have in your music? And people need to remember that. Like, like it, it, it gets tough out there. Mm-hmm. It does. But, like, that's mm-hmm. the type of, like, hardship and sacrifice you got to be just willing to make do. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know about you, but I'm an overthinker. That shit would fuck me up if I was on a label. And, like, being on somebody else's schedule with my art and my... Just yeah, being on somebody's schedule with my art, that's just that alone that doesn't sit right with me. I'm like I don't know, bro, I gotta have full control over that shit. Maybe it's just me being controlling, but like I feel like that's how we should all that's how we should really all be with our art. But you feel me, it's hard because I don't know, I was just thinking that's just it's another form of uh personally I feel like it's an, it's just another form of slavery. Like I, like we said, everything's been done before, like and that shit goes beyond music too. That shit just goes that shit goes out into just the real world, like, and everything, like, yeah, uh, we suppose, yeah, we, like, however many years passed, quote-unquote, slavery, but you think that them people at the top, they ain't found a new way to, they wasn't, they was going, they going to profit off of us regardless, like, you feel me, it's basically, mm-hmm. like, what I'm getting to, and it's, uh, 
I feel like it's just uh, it's 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 a scary trap, bro. Because at the end of the day, we just got to put ourselves in that position of power. But it's hard for us to get there when they hold the keys. You feel me? And uh, I don't know, man. It's a I begin sad when I talk about that shit, bro. Because it is depressing. And at the end of the day, I don't want to take away my love for music. At the uh, at the end of the day, making this shit, this art shit. It's our shit. We doing this shit to last forever, and we really doing it for ourselves. But just to see how they have got over on our people so much just through the years and continue to still do it, that shit just make me feel the type of way. Yeah, man. Because, like, this is why helping independent artists is really important, mm-hmm. because they understand the game. They know mm-hmm. the bullshit, and they're trying to go about it in their own way and I highly support and encourage them in that way for people just release a new song or like they need their stream yeah. up or like they need to add it to mm-hmm. a playlist I'm always happy to help people man yeah facts in any little way that's what we need to do for each other and then we slowly get other people to slowly that's shit we just inspiring other people to be genuine with it because right now it's just a lot of sharks out there just it's a lot of fake promoters. It's a lot of fake A and R's. That's the shit. You even if you independent, you gotta be weary because it's not just the label that'll fuck you over. They'll fuck you over. They found a way to fuck over independent artists too and capitalize off of them. So you really just gotta be on your on your toes in this shit. Exactly, exactly. Because like the thing is, is like even when you are assigned to label and you have the benefits with one, you're still not entirely safe you know um have, have you heard of summer walker yeah i i talked this about this a lot and it's an important mm-hmm. point that i want to emphasize on but summer walker i think it was reported this summer or like sometime in the beginning of the fall was reported mm-hmm. to have been signed to a record label where basically she got 20 26 percent of the cut of whatever she made until she made yeah until not too long ago, she signed to over to another record label where, like, she got, like, a majority of the cut. But, like, it was so bad that she was willing to sign to a label where she didn't, where she hardly got any of the cut, work yeah. these tours, make all these music, and just barely get any out of it. Barely get anything for it. That shit hurts. That's how they, that's how they get you, though. They find people and, uh, they find they purposely find the talented people don't come out of nowhere, man. They find talented people and and they gonna ask about your situation and shit too. And that all that shit goes into the deal that they gonna hand out to you. They could uh and they gonna take advantage as much as they can. But the fact that but the fact that she was able to still push through all of that, barely even getting credit for her work, that's from what I hear is some is really good. Um it's just it just shows how fucked up it shows it shows how fucked up it is, but it also just shows that like our people always find a way. Like no matter what, we gonna find a way. Mm-hmm. Just like best be damn. If that were me, I would've been gone. In, like oh, give it like, give it take her like three years, and then I probably would just take myself and just leave because that's a bullshit deal. Gone. I'm, I'm just gone. I'm done with this shit. <laughs> Exactly, because, like, aside from, like, labels, even, like, when you do make it big, you still gotta, like, promote that shit, and, like, you still gotta, like... Ooh, that's a good... Have you, did you see the, uh, the Atlantic, uh, Atlantic Records artist who got caught with the, uh... Oh, shit, um... Got caught buying the fake comments and shit and uh, views for the, uh, I think it was Don Tolliver, Lil Uzi, and, uh... Lil Durk, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, even that shit's crazy. That shit's scary, too, because me being a promoter, just for, like, however long I've been doing this shit, I, like, that just shows me that they're getting lazy or, like, whoever's in charge of that shit is getting lazy because those type of comics, bro, you can go buy those for one ninety nine right now on Google. I'm like, oh, they didn't even try to, they didn't even try to make this shit look real. And I don't know, somebody either got, somebody got fired that day. No, no, no. I, I was shocked when I heard that because, like, Uzi is, like, basically one of their, was, like... Uzi is a like, fucking rock star. He doesn't even need that shit. That's what's crazy. For real, because, like, I don't know a single 
person who would not bump to an Uzi song. Literally almost everyone listens to him. Like almost everybody. People love EXO, Tour Life, um, Love Is Rage, and just like all all of his shit, man. Like who who could really hate him? And the fact that they need to like get bots for his new song, which is fire by the way. Boo 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 boo. It's just on rock. But yeah. That song is so fire. And, and like you just hear like they it has bots and fake comments. I was like, why though? That song was like number one uh, trending yeah. on music for like a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And it's I feel like it's the paranoia because the labels know that uh they know that uh these kids, their attention spans are getting shorter. So like I feel like it was a I feel like it was a desperation move, like just to make sure that they still that their art that they make their artists still look like they're presenting what they once were. Somebody just fucked up and bought the wrong shit, Because <laughs> like I know that like they've been I mean, labels been faking views on YouTube since YouTube became a thing. I feel like Justin Bieber, Selena Gomez, they got caught way back like when I was in middle school, uh just buying fake views and shit. Like they all got uh like you, oh yeah, YouTube ended up taking like everybody's fake views away. So like that's where a whole bunch of artists was getting exposed because they lost like millions of views on their shit all of a sudden. It's uh, but yeah, it's just crazy that it's just getting to the point. I was like, oh, they felt like they needed to fake comments, like not even the views, not even the likes, but comments. Like that's just wild. It's really weird and puzzling when you think more about it because like. They're already big. So why would a huge label with a huge artist and an enormous catalog and on top of them being popular have the need to buy fake streams? What does it say about what's going on with the current music industry? What does it mean? I feel like it's all this. I feel like maybe it's just the facade from our side. We That's how we thinking like, Little Uzi Bird does not need that shit. Don Tolliver doesn't need that shit. Mm-hmm. But maybe at the end of the day, these labels are seeing what the artist is really producing. So maybe they did see something in numbers or some shit that spiked down or some shit that just made that, that put them in that position. Cause like they didn't just do that out of nowhere. Like, and if they had done it before, it would have been called out. Cause it's been too long since the artists like Lil Uzi's even been out. So. I feel like they had to see a decline in something. Maybe it was uh, listeners or just, I don't know, just how much people listen to music in general, actually, because, yeah, I don't know. It's something else behind it. We're not up in that world yet, but it's fun to think about. It is. Um, I was talking to Merck about this, mm-hmm. and Merck was saying, like, they were most likely doing it. So, like, the um, label wouldn't have to, like, pay more to the artist and that that seemed like a really good point to me because in a way they do but at the same time the label gets a majority of the cut in the team producers um basically the promoting agencies and the artists barely get shit so there might be there might be something that we really don't know about but i can't figure it out yeah because that's that could be true actually but that's the thing, the label, labels know, like, they know that the uh, the fake views just don't pay out as much. So it's like, I don't know who's benefiting from that. Like, is it just to, is it just strictly to fulfill the artist's ego to, like, let your artist know that he's still hot? Or is it just like, or maybe they were just trying to save money on the uh, ad campaign because, like, instead of getting some real, some real promotion and some real marketing, uh, that they needed, they just said, fuck it, we could save money if we just get these comments real quick, get these lights, get these views, do it this way. And it's, I don't know, bro, it's a lot of ways that shit could go. Actually, that that really comes into my point about artists being underpaid and shit. Because, like, if they get all, like, the fake views and all that shit, it really brings the label a lot of money, and they probably won't really have to pay the artists a lot. Cause like, cause like, cause like everywhere, um, hold on, hold on. Um, you posted that Spotify thing on your story and Mm -hmm. everyone was talking about artists being underpaid and shit. So it makes you wonder if like these labels and streaming services are purposely 
underpaying artists to save more of a cut because like they don't need like legitimate ways to get like people to play their music yeah they for sure are they the labels in the streaming services for sure they they all working together to the to the distributors and all of them they all got something i don't know exactly what it is but it's no way like it makes no sense for us to be making point zero 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 two cents per stream bro like yeah and they're over here they're over here multi-million dollar billion dollar companies like okay there's more money somewhere and it's not going to the artist but we paying how much every fucking distributor we paying something yearly we're paying some type of year i pay at least to 10 but yeah just to be on these uh streaming platforms and it's like how much views do you got to make how much how much views do you got to get to uh you said you pay 120 a month for a distribution um for the service itself i pay like yeah. 10 to 20 now on for the distribution at least like shit at least like 10 or like 7 it's it's really cheap but like i release a lot of shit so it builds up yeah hold on i want to do this math real quick Let's see how much it is. Okay, let's just take DistroKid is $20 per year. Right. Okay, Spotify Stream Calculator. You gotta get 10,000 streams to make that back. Oh my god. That's ridiculous. <laughs> what the fuck? You got to get 10,000 streams to make that back, and that's just on Spotify to make $23. You can't tell me that it's not more money somewhere else. Mm, there's got to be. There's definitely got to be, especially when you, like, each stream, right? Because Spotify counts the royalty, the ro- sorry, um, the pay of the stream about after the listeners listen for about 30 seconds and the pay is like seconds, yeah. about zero 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 point five cents yeah and it's uh that shit hold on now that shit see now you got my brain going and shit hold on. <laughs> uh, so yeah so ten thousand streams you make twenty three dollars so basically like for the average independent artist if we get a song to hit ten thousand streams like that's uh like that's an accomplishment so like really they just got independent artists like working to make their money back at the end like we're just making money back to pay our distributor to pay off our distribution but like unless you really get a song to really hit like that then you really like i don't even know even if you get a song to hit you're still gonna underpay so it's just it's just a fucked up loop they got us in for real for real especially when you do the math on it fuck i i never thought about it like that damn like really the average and that's not even the average the average independent artist honestly but there's just so much music now like niggas not seeing ten thousand legit streams like that it's a lot of fake shit out here but like so that's the shit we're like we paying these distributors all this shit a month but a lot of artists the average artist isn't even making enough off of their music to pay back their distributor so really it's like i don't know i see how that shit can be discouraging for real, for real. And I managed to find some articles, not really too much because I'm always busy and shit and I got stuff yeah. to do, but I managed to find <clears throat> some articles and hold on, my computer's loading. I found some good, good articles to talk about. And okay, um, hold on, hold on. Okay, I found it. Don Tolliver and Atlantic Records deny using bots to boost YouTube stats by HipHopDX.com. And it's written by Michael Soprana. I probably said that wrong. But it says, Don Tolliver and other Atlantic Records artists have come under fire as their fans notice their YouTube music videos being stuffed with alleged spam comments from bot accounts. Fans begin to notice... Tolliver's latest video, Do It Right, racking up millions of views within hours of its release last week, along with several suspicious-looking comments, often featuring emojis from various accounts. A similar pattern was also present on uploads from Lou Uzifer, Roddy Rich, and a bougie with the hoodie, all of whom are assigned to Atlantic. 
damn, that sounds sus. But in a statement to... For real. But in a statement to TMZ over the weekend, both Don Tolliver and Atlantic denied the allegations and insisted they haven't been padding the stats with bots. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> that's hilarious. Because that's really all it does. All, that's all the label got to do. They just say, nah, we didn't do that shit. Like, and that's really, I don't know. And it's just like, I don't even see people talking about it no more. Because honestly, it really don't matter. It's just fucked up. Like, if I was the artist, honestly, like, the fans can feel how they feel. But if I was the artist, I would be upset. Because you can't just let the label tell you that, like, nah, that's not what we did. Because, nah, some some happened. And I feel like I just hope that the artist gets answers for that shit at some point, which they probably don't. But yeah, for because like pe- people, people, even people for themselves can see it and they point it out. And like at some point, they're going to come clean about it, but like they won't because like the thing is, like, like you said, they really don't have mm-hmm. to. They don't have to. They could say, like, the game's so fucked up now. I'm surprised we don't see that shit more because. It's some crazy ass fan bases out there, bro. And like, it's really that easy for a fan to go on there and spend a hundred dollars for their favorite artist to get however many views or whatever the fuck they want to. And I feel like at the end of the day, when that shit, when the shit starts to happen, I feel like that's what the labels is going to put it on. They going to just they going to blaming the fans and saying like like the fans are faking the shit. It's not us, but I don't know. Shit could get deep. It really does. Um... I was talking to Pepe Freeman about this, and we were talking about basically um, these labels um, using AI to basically create these sort of like artificial rappers. You, you ever heard of um, FN Mecca? The AI rapper? Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, I saw that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, get this. Um, the guy who recorded the vocals and who... They used the voice for it and shit. Didn't get a single cent. That's sick. Of like ever, ever, That's just wild. like providing the voice for that thing. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy is if uh, well, I feel like I feel like that the only they, they fucked up on it because they had uh they had him say nigga right. Yeah. And I feel like before if he didn't say that shit, bro, that shit would have that shit probably would have worked better than they thought it would have uh, better. <laughs> That shit probably would have worked as planned because I could see people eating that shit up and like I could see that just becoming a whole trend. But like that shit's not gone either, bro. They gonna they gonna put that shit away, let people forget about it, and it's gonna come back in a different way within the next three or four years. Watch. Exactly. Well, what's even funnier is like I'm pretty sure the dude whose voice was used for that thing was black, but like the yeah, AI seems to be like the... <laughs> so like it gets confusing. Like like it it it's voiced by. A black dude, so like, can it? I'm I'm trying I'm trying not to think about it too much. It's like it's 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 voiced by a black dude, but it's uh why? That's the shit. If it's voiced by a black dude, why did they even make him like? What did they make him? They made him like, I know like what race did they make him? He wasn't like white. He was like a, I don't know. They tried to just make like a generic, just a generic person. I feel like, and it that shit just caught everybody off guard. I feel like it's uh, shit is weird. I'm trying not to laugh about it because it's funny as fuck, but... It is. It's hella funny. <laughs> it's hella funny thinking that, like, it's people sitting up there at the top really thinking of this shit, like, thinking it's gonna work. Like, I don't know. It's, it's crazy as people even... Or it's that people are even thinking about shit like this. For real, like, like, like it shows you, like, what exactly they're trying to do. And when mm-hmm. I was talking to Pay Pay Freeman about it, it... It was like as if they were trying to make artists seem like obsolete, like they wouldn't really need them in the they future. They wouldn't need the artists no more. Right, like, bro. We got a team of fucking five AR rappers right here. We don't even gotta pay. They don't. They don't want money. All we gotta pay for is development and shit. They already gotta pay artists. They already gotta develop their artists. They paying for that, and they gotta pay their artists. Oh, it's like oh no, nah, they gonna go straight to that AI. No, exactly. It's even scary. Because, like, this shit doesn't just happen with music. Because, like, mm-hmm. even in the workplace... It's right now with the pictures. Yeah, with the pictures in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Like, all these niggas getting replaced by technology. All of them getting replaced mm-hmm. by robots. 
freaking AI um, anime. And I hate that shit, too. I'm so really? tired of fucking voice calls and shit. I'm so tired of trying to call nigga fucking Kaiser or some shit. And I gotta <laughs> talk to a robot for fucking 10 minutes just to get to where I'm trying to get to. Like, bro, that shit. Bring humans back, bro. That shit is getting annoying. No, exactly. They're more considerate, too. And it's more and more every time. Like, I'm, like, noticing, like, just the little changes, like, since... Just like since I graduated high school in 2015, just like seeing the development, I'm like, oh, that really is just trying to push the human out, bro. Like, and it's sick. Because I'm like, bro, at the end of the day, this road, no matter how advanced y'all think y'all getting, bro, this road by like, that's why I feel like humanity is going to be important at the end of the day because I don't know, bro. It's no, it's not going to be a robot that can help you as much as a human, like, and just like. I don't know, bro. I feel like you gotta have that like, humanity aspect. You can't just wipe it out. But they're trying. But they is they gonna try to wipe it out, and that's uh, shit scary. It really is because like you really gotta have like that humane aspect of you, even like when it comes to law or just logic or just natural sciences. Mm-hmm. And all, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to make sense here, but basically. You got you gotta have a bit of humanity in you. You just got it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's basically how we survive as a species and why we've been around for mm-hmm. so long. Because of our humanity. Mm-hmm. Cause like you know how like animals got their back like um fucking uh, I'm trying to think what what, what animals I, I guess you could say like a tribe of monkeys look after yeah. each other and then there's like a lion yeah. tribe and then mm-hmm. dogs, and then so on, so on. Even sheep, bro. Like, them is supposed to be the dumbest animals in the world, but they still stay in packs. Exactly. Like, damn, is we going to become the dumbest animals in the world? For real, for, I think a lot of these higher-ups really view us as sheep. They really do. I bet, bro. It is. Because, like, the way how, like, they basically do things for the populace and, like, the way how, like, they mm-hmm. really enforce it. It, it. It's almost as, like, if you were, like, watching, like, some ants in a box, you pull, like... I'm trying to think of something. My brain is, like, fried right now. No, no, I understand. It's my fault. I was rolling this wood, but... Yeah, <laughs> bro, I know that that's... It's, like, it's to a point where it's, like, uh... I feel like they have to view us like that. It's either, like, they view us like that... Or we just get viewed as numbers because I feel like once you get to a higher up position like that, you're not you're not connecting with human beings every day. Like be real, like most of these people making decisions, they're not even outside on a day to day basis. Like they're like it's just all business to them. Like so, I don't know. I feel like that's why shit is so fucked up right now. It's just a lot of people making decisions who aren't even able to process what they're making decisions about because they're not even in the world in the real world. Exactly. No, they they live completely different realities from us. Like, just imagine waking up. You have a whole group of people just pick you up out of bed, brush your teeth, bathe you, and then you get this whole buffet of a fucking breakfast, and then you ride around the house on a fucking tiger. Like, imagine that type of lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sick. It's like, and there's people, and people in charge though. But like, we just gotta change that. I don't know how we do. I ain't, they ain't finna come get me, though, so let me shut up. Yeah, for real, for real. Because, like, I'm, I mostly make music to just, like, entertain, to inspire people, and just have a great fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm looking yeah. forward to, like, taking over the world and shit. You know what I mean? I just want to make some yeah. music. Some good, make good, feel-good music. Yeah. music. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's why I feel like we got to know our place, too, as artists, and I feel like it's good that we... That's how I feel too. Like, I don't know what's gonna save us. I don't know what's gonna save the world. But like, I feel like I just want my art to play its part in whatever it has to do, whether it's in people's day to day lives or whatever it is. But uh, it was uh, I was watching the uh, eighty five South show recently. I forgot the dude's name, but he said uh, it's just hella fucked up now because a lot of people are looking to entertainers and artists to uh, save us and shit. Mm-hmm. But it's really the we need to be looking to our real leaders who's like 10 toes on the ground every day really fighting for this shit. Yeah, it's it's really... It's fucked up, man. Because, like... I'm trying to keep with the times. Like, 
personally, I just feel like an old soul and just, I go with the old fashion shit, you feel me? Cause like, cause like, taking, you? I'm only 22. Oh, you only 22? Okay, okay. Yeah. You damn my little brother's age. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, um, I probably got the old soul aspect from my family, cause like they're Gen Xers, or I don't know, I'm just yeah. old fashioned in general. Yeah. But about that, um, fucking Atlantic. Records in bot engagement, and then, um, what else? I think I have an article about like streaming services, but I'm trying to find it. Fuck, man. Okay, um, I have streaming one. Services, what? You cut out real quick. Um, let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. Oh. Fuck, um. Shit, it's not loading. All right. Um. Well, in terms of what's happening with labels right now, there are ways that we can definitely support artists, big, small, or independent. And I pull up this great article, and it's from the marketplace dot com, and it was written by Janet Nugan, and it says. What is the best way to support musicians? This is just one of the stories from I've always... Oops, sorry, that's an ad. Fuck you, ads. All right. Um, listener Jesse Murphy asks, Given the change in the landscape of the music industry, what is the best way to support musical artists nowadays so they gain the most profit or support? From how I pay for investment in my music. Is it going to live shows, merchandise, buy the album online, etc.? How can I be sure they are getting what they deserve for my dollars spent on music? What do the artists prefer? The streaming economy is booming, with the industry ra- ranking in a massive $13.4 billion globally in 2020. Holy fuck. According to United Nations World Intellectual Property Organization, but as it grows, artists... Okay, is, this is too long. Just gotta find... Nah, go. Um, blah, blah, blah. Okay, um, one of the huge things fans can do to support the efforts that we are taking and other artist groups are taking to create a more equitable music industry. Those efforts include UMAW's Justice at Spotify campaign, which calls on the streaming service to pay artists at least one cent per stream, maintain transparency with its finances, and end legal battles with artists that the campaign says undercuts their economic well-being. More than 28,000 artists have signed on these demands. Wow. Okay, so I gotta make sure I provide a link to that campaign in this episode. And it says, a single Spotify stream in 2020 netted artists for an average of 0.00307. So basically, 307 cents. Sorry, sorry, I, yeah. I said it wrong. Uh, let me see. Uh, okay. Less than, <laughs> you lie. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 you're right. It's less than a third of a cent. 0.00307. Yeah. Wow. Meanwhile, artists earned 0.00402 at Amazon. And then it gets even worse. It's 0.00735 at Apple Music. Well, that's a little better, but that's still shit. And then, and then 0.00133 on Pandora. And then 0.0069 on YouTube. YouTube is literally the worst. It's the worst. Yeah, YouTube. And YouTube for music, yeah. It says the streaming economy is not working for the vast, vast majority of musicians. The Frank Francesco said. So UMAW has also signed on to camping calling in the Justice Department to investigate and potentially break up the 2010 merger of Ticketmaster and Life Nation, which received re- renewed attention this week after Taylor Swift fans couldn't get tickets for her upcoming tour and saw prices surge to exorbitant levels. Some tickets resale prices have reached to 28000 and beyond. Yeah, fuck, no, I ain't paying uh, 
$95 million for a Taylor Swift ticket. Hell no. Hell no. Shit, we talk about the streaming services. That's a whole, that's another thing going on right now is the, uh, just the tickets and show shit because a lot of artists, they've been, uh, a lot of art, a lot of labels, they're having bots. I think, uh, they're having bots just like, you know, like how the shoes, the, uh, how the shoe heads be doing it like they have bots like get they shit or order they shit online as soon as they drop pretty much they're doing that shit with tickets now I'm, uh from what i heard they're doing it with tickets and uh basically and then they're just reselling the tickets for crazy ass amount like you just said exactly like and especially on top of that with fucking inflation going on we're like it's getting really really hard to just making money and people are dropping out of the workforce it's even getting yeah. harder to just like do regular things or just to attend to entertainment. But you ain't catching me alive paying twenty eight thousand for a Taylor Swift ticket. Hell the fuck no, bro. Hell no. I wouldn't pay twenty thousand to see fucking Nah, if I was rich, the only person I'll pay twenty thousand to see is Michael Jackson. If you know, ex- back from the fuck- dead or some shit. Like that's literally like the only exception I feel like. And I still gotta be rich. Like, rich, rich. You know, exactly. And that man takes his craft really, real seriously. And he's, like, he's a dedicated performer. But, like, sorry, like, just not not paying 28000 for Taylor Swift ain't happening. Yeah, hell no. And then it continues on saying, a great way to support artists is to go to their shows and both buy their merchandise and their albums. So, a good, a, a good platform where, like, artists like to basically showcase their albums their singles and even merchandise is Bandcamp. So if you know your favorite artist yeah. has a Bandcamp, make sure you go over there and just buy whatever you'd like to see or maybe even their website. So definitely keep that in mind. Speaking of uh, Bandcamp, actually, since we brought it up, uh, my brother, uh, my oldest brother, he's dropping his project uh, on the 23rd. He's dropping it only on Bandcamp. Uh, you can name your price. You can get it for free, or you can just name your price. So you could you could put fifty cents in that motherfucker, however much you want, pretty much. But uh, you can find him on a uh, social media M one K E. So just Mike with a one as the I. M one K M one K E. Hold on, let me see what his Twitter. I think his Twitter is a uh, Twitter might be trash Mike or some shit. Hold on. Is it in all capitals? Uh, okay, yeah, his uh, his Twitter is at trash m one k e m one k e. Is there a seven at the end or no? Uh, no. Matter of fact, I don't even know if that's his. This nigga got two pages. Oh, I gotta find that shit. <laughs> shit, I'll find. I, I'll get it to you after. But yeah, his artist name is M One K E. I think I found him it. on a. Uh, is it Mike? Bandcamp. Um. Oh, his, yeah. Oh shit. His, his Twitter is Mike Bash. I'm weak. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. So that's his Twitter, Mike Bash. But uh, yeah, he's dropping on Bandcamp on the 23rd. Uh, I'm featured on there. Steed is featured on there, and got a few others on there. So. Be sure y'all check that out. Yeah, um, if you definitely want, I'll put it in the description for everyone to look at and support it. And also, your new album in the description of this episode. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Chapter four, make sure you go stream that. I think I'm at a... I forgot how much total streams I got. <laughs> check. I got so promoted. I, um, I dropped the I dropped twenty two songs on purpose because I knew I could run up the streaming numbers like that. Yeah, for real, for real. I gotta get more and like promote my shit because like all my numbers have been going down recently, which is weird because like I'm getting more plays. Like this getting more it, random plays, but like the big like the. Uh, uh, the promo start wearing off but like that's what the that's what uh, a lot of people gotta understand the promo the promo is just like a catapult to get you like so the algorithm hopefully picks you up so you get on them random playlists from like real people and shit and like you know when those start coming in because you'll look at like just your playlist and shit it'll stop being like it'll stop being like the promoted ones and it'll be start being like just random ass shit just like 
somebody's school playlist or some shit. So it's a so it's a tricky game. That shit, I don't really like to buy it no more because I don't know what's real and what's fake. But I would also say, just since I'm on the advice tip, uh, if you really want to get in that, uh, get on get on the algorithm and shit on Spotify, I would like look into uh, instead of wasting your money on a whole bunch of bullshit promo, uh, invest in a feature just from a bigger artist. You feel me? Like that's yeah. when. Cause I was buying a bunch. I used to buy a bunch of promo and shit, like damn near to the point I was wasting money on that shit. But once I got a big feature with somebody from just my area and shit, that's when I that's when I started to just get consistent streams and shit. You feel me? So I like, so I just slowed down on buying promo because you get that uh, shit's all algorithms, bro. It's fucked up, but it's just all computers. So like, once your name gets recognized, you put yourself beside an artist bigger than you. The algorithm picks that shit up way better than uh, paying for playlists and shit is going to do. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. So we got about a minute left of this episode, and then we got close it up. Is there anything you want to say to the audience before we clock this one out? Uh, Nah, stream chapter four. I got three videos on the way. Uh, Just be on the lookout. I, I... All right. Um, what what is? I was gonna say something. Oh yeah, fuck. Um, everyone, look forward to J Batch's chapter four, side A and side B. Also, check out his bro. Um, what's his name? Mikey or um, uh, Mike. Uh, Mike with a one. Yeah, Mike with a one. And look forward to the Majestic Minds One Love album. We're going to be featuring Jay Badge and Merc and a song together come out in early spring of 2020. This is your host, Morgan, and this is Jay Badge. Thank you for watching today's episode. We will see you another time.